going on and welcome to strange talk with doc i know it's been a minute i took a little time off just to rejuvenate myself say you know what let's take a break maybe people need a break from you maybe you need to refresh your mind refresh your focus get some things together but the bottom line people is i am back and i've been going through some thoughts lately you know, somebody told me if you want to get more listenership, if you want to build a bigger fan base, you should be a one-topic shop. Here's my thing. I'm not an expert on any one topic. I live a life that has a lot of assets or facets. I'm involved with a lot of things. I look at a lot of things. I read about a lot of things. I study a lot of things. So I am not a one-trick pony. So... Strange Talk with Doc will never be a one-trick pony show unless I'm dealing with something directly and it's the only thing that I want to talk about. But I figure there's a world out there, and I'm not claiming to know any more than anybody else. But if I can help somebody, and I mean anybody, and I am an absolute complete nobody, I understand that. I accept that. I can live with that. In the grand scheme of things, I am nobody just trying to help somebody, anybody, if I can. Even if that just means give you a thought, plant a seed, entertain you for a minute, that's who I am at my core. I want to go off this planet being that person, not somebody who's claiming to guide, not somebody who's claiming to know more than anybody else about a particular subject. I just like talking about a lot of subject matters because I think it keeps the brain fresh. It makes uh, the blood flow. It keeps your creativity up. And with that being said, I'm going to move on with the regular portion of the show. Once again, this is Strange Talk with Doc. I would love for you to come by my website, subscribe if you feel like it, or share and I love comments. The thing that I like even more than somebody subscribing or sharing is another human being's feedback on what they think of what I'm doing. Okay? So we know that these four children went missing in the jungle in Colombia due to a plane crash. And I want to give a heartwell shout out to a little hero, Leslie, 13 years old. I mean, this young lady who's already an adult in all shapes, forms, and fashions, God blessed her to be an adult. She took care of her nine-year-old brothers, a four-year-old brother, and a 12-month-old and kept them alive in the jungle for 40 days. She had to witness the passing of her mother, that plane crashing. And some way or another, she kept them together. I mean, I think that she's a beautiful young lady. I, I wish that she has nothing but a pleasant life. And also her brothers, they have started this life in a traumatic situation that we can't even honestly say how we know that we would cope. Unless you wanted a survivalist, how do we cope if we were lost in the jungle for 40 days? You know, so God bless her. God bless this family. People of Colombia, embrace these people. Make sure that they don't have hardships, that they never know hunger, homelessness, or anything like that. Make this little hero into something, okay? So we had the collapse on I-95. Now, I-95 is a big hub. Now, you West Coasters and people out of the country, you might not know I-95, but I-95 pretty much uh, links the north to the south 
coming and going. It's the main vein. Uh, you're going to get to Jersey, New York. You're going to get to Connecticut and places like that. And so some tanker explodes and a big portion of it just collapses. Now, I don't know how long it's going to take them to fix this, but I do realize that a lot of people are going to have major headaches. If you've ever listened to Strange Talk with Doc for any length of time, you already know that I am not one of those 10-hour, 12-hour drivers. I don't believe in that. I believe in you get in a plane, you get where you got to go, and while that person hasn't even passed two states, you're already unpacking your bags in the hotel. So, you know, but for those who have to long haul and for those who don't like to fly, I feel for you. I really feel for you, and I'm glad that this wasn't a tragedy event, that massive loss of lives, that this didn't happen on a Monday say on a work time Monday that this happened like at an obscure time on a Sunday. So I'm wishing the best for this. We got Father's Day coming up this weekend on 618. Next Sunday will be Father's Day. Uh, be good to your fathers. If your father was good to you, be good to your father. If your natural born father wasn't good to you and you had a stepdad, be good to your stepdad. Treat him. If he was likely father figure in your life or any father figure in your life, even if it's Papa, let them know. If you have no gift for them, give them the gift of love. I mean, the gift of love, a phone call, uh, something more than a text message. Don't fucking text message somebody you love to say you love them when you could pick up the phone. They want to hear your voice. Trust me, especially on a day like that. So let's not make this only about Mother's Day, but let's also celebrate the good fathers. Every man is not a good father who has children or had children. That's granted. But the good fathers, let them know, celebrate them on their day, which is 618. So we had these Canadian wildfires, and that smoke into New York and Philadelphia. It came all the way down to North Carolina. It was a real mess. I must say, it smelled bad. Uh, it looked bad. It looked like the end of times. And uh, as far as I know, the world is reaching out or most of the world is reaching out that can reach them to help them get these wildfires under control. I experienced this about two years ago when I was in Vegas. There was the wildfires from California. And man, that stuff took my breath away. It was horrendous. It was the first day that I landed in Vegas and we had to deal with these wildfires. It was on your clothes. It was in your nose. I, so we basically wanted to just stay inside a uh, the hotel, the casinos, and not walk around. Because it really, if you were compromised at any length due to anything physical, you really couldn't put a lot of mileage on your body because this thing was really hurting the lungs. And I feel bad for all the people who had to suffer who had nothing to do with this. And I, I hope that the air is clearing up wherever you are and that these fires end and that these people of Canada get to go back to a normal life. So you can't even go to a high school graduation in Richmond, Virginia, high school graduation. Some kid killed two people and injured five. I mean, we, we're really in a day and age. We already knew movies was off the table. Restaurants, churches, little kids schools, grammar school, public school, high school, colleges. We are in a day and age where you really need to be grateful every time that you open the door back 
to your residence. Every time that you put the key in your car and that car goes to wherever it's going and gets you back home safely to your residence and the people in your family all clock in at some point in time and you know that every head has hit a pillow, you should be grateful because it can jump off at any day anytime for any reason and you do not have to be involved with the shenanigans that make it jump off so we lost the iron sheik this week the iron sheik was absolute positive wrestling legend a wrestling icon and a legend he wanted you to hate him and if you hated him he did his job and for the most part you hated him especially if you grew up in my day and age. He went on to become a Twitter sensation. I can't even say that some of those tweets were his words, but, yo, the jabroni, and I will humble you. The Sheik was a real interesting character. He lived a very interesting life. I wouldn't recommend his lifestyle to a lot of people, especially once he became a celebrity. But you know what? Rest in peace, Iron Sheik, Cosro. Pat Robinson died. He's the founder of the Christian Broadcasting Network. This dude mixed faith and politics, and he didn't do it in a positive manner. I am not saying rest in peace to this gentleman. He died at the age of 93. He caused a lot of people a lot of grief. He caused a lot of discontent between church members and the gay and lesbian community. Uh, He hated them with a passion. Uh, Christianity, to me, a person who follows any form of faith and preaches a form of faith, if they don't preach it also with love, you can talk about end times. You can talk about damnation. But if you never bring up love, which is the foundation, because one of the directives is that you love your fellow man as though he was your brother. And if you never in all the years preach that, then I have a problem with you. I don't care what denomination you are. We also lost the Unabomber, uh, bad choice of words, but the Unabomber died at the age of 81 years old. This man also brought grief into this world. So there's no rest in peace from me to him. He, He terrorized people. He was a coward because he didn't kill people face to face, but he used bombings to do it. And you know what? People who do shit like that are some of the worst people because they could sit back in the comfort of their home, don't have to see the damage being done, but can cause maximum damage. So Ted Kalinske, go fuck yourself, you're dead. So this week we had Donald Trump indicted on seven charges, which led up to a 38-count federal indictment over these classified documents. I don't like to go too deep into it. I'm just giving you the information if you've been under a rock, just relocated back from Mars or something like that. Because in two, Donald Trump is on trial. There's going to be a lot of pundits talking left. Going to be a lot of pundits talking right. There's going to be a lot of people pointing fingers at Biden. A lot of people pointing fingers at Biden's children, uh, Hillary. And I'm not involved in any of that bullshit. All I know is this man has been indicted. I read the whole 44 counts. Yes, I took the time and energy, and I thought it was important enough that an ex-president of the United States of America has been indicted on basically espionage and holding classified documents, I wanted to know for myself. I didn't want CNNBC 
CNN or Fox News giving me information that I can look up because the indictment is out there. So I took the time out of my day to read the whole 44 counts or 38 counts, 44 pages. Forgive me. It was 44 pages, 38 counts. Him and another young young man, Walter T. Natato or something like that, is his co-defendant. I think if this Walter Teen has a brain inside his head, he's going to have to turn state's evidence because the federal government won't be playing. They don't usually lose because they have the resource, they have the power, they have the time, and they have the money. And also on top of it, they have the staff. They have the support staff. They have the clerks. They have too much for a regular law firm to actually fight. Now, a jury, he's still got to face a jury of 12 Uh to be on this jury, I don't uh, envy these people not one bit. This is going to be some mess, and as it goes forward, we'll talk about it more. But right now, it's no need to get in-depth. It was just me dropping that dime. So the Women's College World Series is over, and Oklahoma, for the third straight year, has won the national title. They won this game 3-1 to one over Florida State. This is a 50 50- three-game win streak. This is the longest win streak in NCAA history. If I am not mistaken, these ladies in this three-year stretch have went 176 and eight. Let me repeat that. They went 176 and eight over a three-year span. This is one of the most dominant things that I've ever heard of in any form of sports. And we're not talking about some Division Four. We are talking Division One, where schools have the chance to recruit the best of the best. And Oklahoma has proven for the last three years to be a shining star. So I tip my hat to you, ladies. Congratulations, Oklahoma Sooners, on capturing your third national title. So the Vikings decided to release Dalvin Cook after six seasons. Dalvin Cook played most of last year he played the whole 17 games uh i think it was like one of the few times in his career that he actually played a complete season he rushed for over 1100 yards he has still got a lot in the tank he's going to help some team i mean you know what if he could work it out where dalvin cook could be a cowboy i wouldn't be mad at that i wouldn't be mad if he could share duties with pollard uh as a cowboy fan i don't think that he would hurt the team he could give Pollard a break when Pollard is uh, injured. It'd be a great thing. Now, I watch some TV. Now, me personally, I love documentaries. I mean, I absolutely positively love documentaries because, one, it gives me a subject matter to study up on that I might not have ever studied up on to go more in depth. I, I like to look at things and then look into things. I like to learn something new each and every day that I'm on this planet. I don't think that I'm having a good day if I didn't learn anything. It's very important for me to learn some new information every day about something. It could be an inane subject. It doesn't have to be a rocket scientist or a quantum theory for me to feel good about learning something. Now, before I get to the documentaries, I also want to let you know that The Ultimate Fighter is back. Season 31 with Conor McGregor leading one team and Michael Chandler leading the other team. This thing premiered on Tuesday, April, I mean, May 30th. So it's entering the third week. You know what? Conor is in it. He's out of it. He's, I think he's starting to 
turn over to that evil uh, Connor character that he likes to do. And after watching his documentary, it's, he's almost admitted it. Out of insecurity, he becomes this character because the regular Connor doesn't seem to be so bad. He seems to be a human being. But the, the Connor that he turns into, you know, the one who walks like Vince McMahon, who's in your face screaming that he's the best who ever did it and the best who ever lived, that's a character. And you know what? He he lost his own kayfabe by revealing that in his documentary. So let's put Connor's documentary as one of the documentaries I recommend because I watched that. You know, Netflix was pumping them out. They had a documentary on Reggie. It's called Reggie. It dealt with Reggie Jackson. It's a one-parter. He gets to the point. He explains everything that he needs to explain to you in a two-hour program. Very good. Dark Side of the Ring is back, season four. Uh, they dealt with Sonny, Tammy Fitch, and uh, Chris Candido in one episode. The next episode was T.A. Magnum or Magnum Terry Allen. That was also good. Being Mary Tyler Moore, if you grew up in my generation, you know Mary Tyler Moore, but you might not know a lot about her backstory. So I found that interesting. Rita Moreno, for you Oz fans, for the people who seen West Side Story. There's a documentary on her called Just a Girl Who Decided to Go For It. Very interesting. Then we have Macho, the Hector Camacho story. Very good documentary. I highly recommend it. TLC Forever. You know Chili, Left Eye, and T-Boss. This one, now remember, this is called TLC Forever. This is the documentary that I recommend. We also had Arnold, which was a fourth parter on Arnold Schwarzenegger. It dealt with Arnold the athlete, Arnold the actor, and Arnold the politician slash American. Uh, you learn a lot about Arnold in this documentary. I think that he bared it. Uh, you, the, the OG of all this shit is Last Dance with Michael. Okay? And the people who are repeating the blueprint are doing it so well that it's beautiful. It's fantastic because it's coming from like first person point of view. Mostly, most of the talking is going to be the subject matter. So they're not allowing somebody else to create the narrative. They are creating the narrative and then letting other people chime in from time to time. And I appreciate that. This weekend, we had UFC 289. Amanda Nunes put her World Bantamweight Championship on the line against Irene Aldana. Uh, after the match, as you know now, Amanda Nunes retired as a double champion and the GOAT. If you don't want her to go, call her the GOAT of all mixed martial arts. You can call her the GOATs at least of the women. Uh, I think that Amanda Nunes should never fight again. She was dominant in this fight. She looked damn good. She, this was like a glorified sparring match. Arena just didn't seem to have it. Whatever it was, Amanda would push her to the ground, beat her up. She wasn't letting her hands go. I don't particularly like Irina's uh, peekaboo style, hiding behind her hands over her eyebrows. But that's just a preference for me. Amanda walked out. She laid down her two belts. She cut off her her gloves. And you know what, man? Ride into the sunset. Do like uh, Magomedov. Don't return. Don't be 
lured back by words. Don't let somebody get on your, you know, your ego make you have to train and lose weight and, and stay away from your baby and your wife and stuff like that. Stay where you are and enjoy your retirement, Amanda. You earned it. You earned that. You know what? I'm sure there's a Brazilian version of the UFC. And maybe if you want to do something, be the first woman in the booth for the UFC translating these bouts to the Portuguese audience. Charles do Bronx Oliveira fought Benel Darius, and he finished Darius in the first round. Oliveira proved that there's levels to things. I understand Darius is a very good fighter, but it seemed like he was comfortable with Darius on the ground. He was comfortable standing, and when he decided, it seemed like when he decided to end this and said, okay, I had enough for today, he did. So this was way too easy a fight, I thought, for Oliveira versus Darius, who's a hell of a competitor. The man was on an eight-fight winning streak. This new guy, and I guess because he's Canadian and they were in Canada, Mike Malat defeated Adam Frigate by second-round submission. He put him in a guillotine choke. And I thought they made way too much about a guy who's only in his third UFC fight. But the Canadians had a hell of a day in Canada. They won every damn fight on the card. So you know what? You really can't take anything away from them. They did their job. Uh, Mark Andre Barilot beat your boy Eric Anders by unanimous decision. That was the fight of the night. That was a very good fight. And Nazardine Imanov and Chris Curtis, which was having a good fight, but there was a bad headbutt in the second round to Curtis's eye. And it wasn't so much the cut that stopped it. It was the fact that I think that blow hit something in his bone and rattled in his brain where he could no longer go on. Uh, other than that, it was a basic card. It was, it, you had some people on the card, Jasmine Jervicious for it. Miranda Maverick, I'm very disappointed in Maverick's style. I thought Maverick would be better at this point in her career, but she lost the unanimous decision. And you know what? Next week, there's another card. It's from Vegas. It's going to be on ESPN and ESPN Plus. And the headliner of this card is Marvin Vittori versus Jared Cannonier. Now, I don't know what Cannoneer we're going to get. We've seen Killer Cannoneer, and then we've seen that Cannoneer that fought uh, Izzy, and he wasn't that great. Maybe that light was just too too bright for him. I don't know. You know what? It's a card with not a lot of big names, but one thing about cards without a lot of big names, uh, sometimes these guys fight it out. But the headline, like I said, Marvin Vittori and Janet Cannoneer, who are both championship caliber guys, should make it worth watching. So I recommend that. So I don't know if you're a golf fan, but I'm a huge golf fan. And this week we had the PGA Live DP Golf all merged. Uh, this Jay Monahan, I don't know how he keeps his job. He's the commissioner of the PGA Tour. Uh, I guess he's sitting down and he's uh, dotting his eyes and crossing his T's and trying to convince everybody on the PGA Tour that this is best for them. And maybe that's how he finagles this. You know, he had guys like Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy take a lot of bullets for the PGA over this live golf and PGA. I mean, 
Rory was a whipping boy for like a year. Every time somebody on live wanted to attack a PGA player, for the most part, they they attacked Rory. And Rory, like a fool, took the bait each and every time. He went out there. He re-responded to whatever was re- the response out there, which I didn't think he should have done. He should have let Jay Manahan, being the commissioner, take the bullets. But I don't know their relationship. And it seems like Rory's one of those guys who wants people to like him. So he goes out of his way to do that. And I think it's also hurt his game. I've seen his game suffer over the course of this last six, seven months. I mean, he was great at the FedEx uh, championship last year, which he won and won like $20 million. But since then, it seems like he's been flaky. He's been shaky. And you know what? The Saudi Arabian government is some slick bastards. I ain't going to jive it. So they go from the Saudi Arabian public investment fund to just PIF. See, this way you don't think about Saudi Arabia. Now there's just the public investment fund. That's pretty slick. Now, this week, we had the Canadian Open, the RBC Canadian Open, and a Canadian named Nick Taylor won it in his home country on an outlandish 73-foot putt in playoff. On the fourth playoff hole, I knew that shit was going in. I just had a feeling. I thought that uh, Fleetwood, Tommy Fleetwood, had opened the door and given three chances. Fleetwood had three chances to make a winning putt in this tournament. And it's just right that a Canadian would win this in Canada. And it's been 64 years. So congratulations to Nick Taylor, people of Canada who celebrate this, who care about this. I'm sure you appreciate this, especially the, in the legendary and iconic way that he did it on that long putt. I'm sure that thing is running over and over and over again up in the people up north, Canada. And this week, we got the 123rd U.S. Open. So we will have a mixture of the DP guys, the live guys, the PGA guys, because this is a major Major tournament coming out of Los Angeles, California. I believe they're playing at the Los Angeles Country Club. And you know what? The last major was won by Brooks Kepper. Let's see if a PGA guy pulls this one off and wins it. So there's talk about Chris Paul being released from the Phoenix Sun. He's been in Phoenix for three years. They did go to a championship game, uh, championship series two seasons ago. Chris Paul is up there. He doesn't seem to stay healthy. He makes a decent amount of money because if Phoenix doesn't cut him by the 28th, his salary goes up to $30 million. I don't think that Chris Paul is the answer to any question about what is the missing piece to leading a team to a title. So I'm not buying into that bullshit. These people who sit on TV, they're all experts. They'd be wrong so many times it's not even funny. Chris Paul probably can add something to a team that has a lot of things and he can help them, but he's not the missing piece. He's not going to be the missing piece to a 39-year-old going on a 40-year-old LeBron, often broken down AD, and then him being 38, going on 39 and constantly broken also. We are deep into the NBA championships. Matter of fact, tonight should be game five of the Denver Nuggets versus Miami Heat series. This Kendrick Perkins, man, he let racism cloud his mind that Neola, Nikola Jokic is not as great as he is. This man is almost averaging a triple-double throughout the playoffs. Not a game, not two games. 
we are now talking in excess of 12 games. This man is averaging a triple-double. Matter of fact, his last, the game before last, he had 32 points, 21 rebounds, and 10 assists, along with Jamal Murray, who had 34 points, 10 and 10. They're the first duo to both ever have over 30 points and a triple-double as teammates. This has not really been a series. This should have been a sweep. This right now should have been a four-zip sweep for the Denver Nuggets. I expect them to close the door on the Miami Heat, who have fought violently. I'm not saying they're chumps or anything bad about them, but when you have the size and you have the talent all on one point, and you don't have the size and the talent on the other, and you have a key person like Tyler Hero who has been injured, and maybe he'll make some superhero, uh, no pun intended, attempt to get into the game tonight and shoot points. But when you break a wrist, you don't usually recover from that just in four weeks, even when you're young, you're fit, and you're healthy. So we're going to get back. Hopefully, when I come back next Monday, I won't be talking about any more NBA games. I'll be talking about maybe Kendrick Perkins hopping off his soapbox, forgetting that he's a black man from the South, and be able to give this white man, who's not even from America, a little bit of credit because he gave Denver no chance to win this series. See, now, how could you sit as an analyst and give another professional team a 0% chance when they have swept you at home? You got to at least say, you know what, if they play their A game, they can win a game. He's saying that they had no chance. He thought it was a joke that Djokovic was up for MVP for the third year which he should have won. Actually, he should be a three-time MVP, but you know what? I'm sure that he will trade a finals MVP for a regular season MVP because he's already got two regular season MVP trophies sitting on his counter. But once again, this has been Strange Talk with Doc. I appreciate the time that you spend with me. You don't have to do it. I appreciate it highly. I would love it if you go by my website, I have a website. The link is going to be located anywhere that you hear there. There will be a hyperlink that you could just click on. It will take you to my site. You can leave a message there if that's what you choose. Or you can leave a message on most sites that you actually listen to the podcast. There's the ability to tell me, you know what, go fuck yourself, Doc. You're an idiot. Or you know what, I like that, but I wish you would talk more about this. I am open to hearing from you, and I appreciate you. And I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every single time, people, peace to you and peace to yours.